loudest mute button in podcasting history. Welcome to Wrestling is Hard, where every side is the dark side of the ring. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Hard Number Four Wrestling. Email questions and complaints at wrestlingishard at gmail.com. I'm Jim. Brandon, hello. How are you? Hey, what's up, Jim? I'm doing all right. Uh, fired up Elden Ring. I'm about 50 hours in. I think I finally built a character that's I can function in the game with, so things are going well over here. Watching uh, some Who's Your Daddy matches this morning with Chris. Having a good time over here. But the, the vibe is high. Who's Your Daddy matches? Chris, how are you? Who's your daddy? <laughs> that's all I got to say. Um, yeah, I'm well. Watch some uh, new TV shows, finishing TV shows. Watched Werewolf by Night last night on the Disney Plus Network. <laughs> How was it? Um, excellent, actually. <laughs> 50 minutes long. And got to the point. And some interesting characters in there. That I won't spoil for anybody. Werewolves? I mean, I can spoil it. Yeah, who cares? Brandon, Brandon, will you be upset? No. There you go. Uh, the the official MCU introduction of the man thing. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, it was pretty good. It was 50 minutes long. Even if it stunk, it was good. It was 50 minutes. <laughs> right? Like, way to go. Way to do a, a, a superhero story that's... Not three and a half hours. This is oh, the, this isn't a show. It's just a single 50. No, it was like a single one-off special thing. It was 50 minutes long. You don't and, see the old TV special very often anymore. Yeah, it was good. It was in black and white. It was fun. I enjoyed it. I've also been watching uh, the Star Trek Strange New Worlds. And we came across the episode where it's all the characters in the Star Trek spaceship are in another time and in different clothes and you know like the transporter not transporter well transporter malfunction holodeck malfunction weird universe where everybody acts different and in different clothes except for one person he's that person's normal and then everybody else is like the characters in a book and i was like they got to do this in every fucking series every season of every series they've fucking done this shit and uh yeah Turned it off. <laughs> Got is this live action or what is this? No, it's live action. Okay. It's the uh, Pike Enterprise. Gotcha. Um, but it was, I was like, I enjoyed watching it because it was singular episodes. There were very few uh, arcs. But at the same time, it was, I looked at my wife and I was like, fuck. <laughs> I am not a merry man. It was that episode. I like that. Yeah, like there's always one. I like that. There's one. one in every. There's one in every season of every series. There's one of those episodes, and I was like, "Fuck man, they couldn't get away from it." Jesus Christ. Brandon, That's thoughts on the on the shows. costume change uh, holodeck episodes of Star Trek? Yeah, I agree. I mean, that's a standard Star Trek trope. I, I feel like I'm in a TV mode right now where I'm watching 25 minutes of everything and then just hitting that wall where i'm like oh fuck this is so bad Everything's we tried so to bad. watch that that the watcher on netflix uh it's like this new horror series about these people buy a house 
and there's someone that's been guarding it for a hundred years or some shit like that. Twenty minutes in, uh, every scene is is so over the top corny. Sydney and I just ended up laughing at it, and then that wears off, and you're like, I don't. This is a seven hour long miniseries. <laughs> what? Where could this possibly be going? I, I've watched twenty minutes of a hundred shows. There is a movie out called Watcher. That's supposed to be very good. I haven't watched it yet. It's available, I believe, on Shutter. It's on my spooky okay. movie list. And I thought that that's that show was it. <laughs> when it popped up on Netflix, I was like, oh, it's available on Netflix. Uh, maybe I'll check it out. Luckily, I read the description, and I saw, like, Naomi Watts. I was like, wait a minute. This doesn't yeah. look like what I wanted to watch. But I did not watch it that good. There's a lot of everything is like they tell you the plot. I forget if we talked about this before as we're in our time killing effort because we don't want to talk about wrestling again. <laughs> I forget if we talked about this before, but all these shows now, they just tell you instead of just showing me what's going on for the seven hours, they, they have this scene where they're like the dad goes to the bank and he wants to buy the house. So he has to tell you they don't have enough money to buy the house. And the guy goes, if you buy the house, you're not going to be able to sell the house. And he goes, I don't care. Get me in the house. And then it's like ominous music plays. You're like, okay, now I know they're going to end up in the house and it's going to be bad and they're not going to be able to get out. Instead of just implying that throughout the a more interesting way. <laughs> it was, uh, I just found out that uh, Pluto TV has a spooky stream of horror movies. I put it on at, at work and I banged out a couple of decent ones at work. Baba Duke was on there. The remake of The Grudge, which isn't great, but it's it's good being at work horror movie. There's a couple of good ones yeah. in there. Yeah, it's just like it just runs through them and it runs all night. When it reaches the top of the hour, you get a Pluto TV screen. It just keeps running until the hour's up. Then they start another one. It's got ads, but I think it's definitely worth downloading the app if you just want to have some yeah, background I'm a, I'm a huge on. fan of what? I was going to ask you how. How did mm-hmm. they? How many times have you seen the T-Mobile ad where they're running out of the house? Like, because ah! I, I, <laughs> I watched Ultraman on there the other day, man. And that ad, <laughs> every ad break was the same three ads. I was like, oh god, there's got to be a better way. Well, I just mute it. <laughs> I don't pay attention. Well, yeah, you're you're doing so. I was actually sitting on the couch watching. Mm-hmm. Like, oh god. But I mean, like, we'll sit there, you know, on the couch and put on HGTV, which I fucking hate that channel, and. We'll just sit on our phones. I'd rather have something in the background that I'm actually going to pay attention to when I want to pay attention to it. You know what I mean? Then there's yeah. commercial. I get up. I go to the bathroom. I come back. And here we go. I'm watching the Baba Duke again. They have, I like all the old shows. They have like just like dedicated channels. Like if you just want to put, I don't know, the, the Adams family on in the background or something. So I'll just let those rip throughout the night if I'm trying to fall asleep or something. The... The streaming platforms have now opened up to a point where the good ones are actually just completely free. There's like Netflix is just producing multi-million dollar shit pile after multi-million dollar shit pile, and you can just go on like Pluto TV and get like all the old good stuff for zero dollars. Yeah, I'm into it. Even Hulu well, is paying now. I, I was going to say, sorry, Jim. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I was going to say, how many of these TV shows, especially the old ones, are you actually physically watching? Like Jim was saying, like that you can't just throw them on and deal with fucking that same T-Mobile commercial over and over again. I mean, the commercials on regular TV are the same over and over again anyway. And at least they're not some politician, 
Yeah, commercial. Like John Fetterman is out of touch, touch, touch. Nah, he lived with nah. his parents. <laughs> they must look. They must love John Fetterman because they he's. This doesn't matter. It's not an indictment on his on, on him as a person, but he's not that attractive a man. And they love to find those horrible pictures. Like there's the one where it's like I forget who it's three people. Maybe Fetterman. No, it's Bernie Sanders. It's a fed, it's an anti-Fetterman, oh, yeah. but it's Bernie Sanders and uh, AOC and Pelosi, and they <laughs> found like the worst photos possible. Put filter on it, so they're all like, oh. they look insane. Well, there's the one where it's it's AOC like laughing, and they add a <laughs> in the background. So good, I love so it. Bad. I, I love that I shit. Hate it and love it at the same time. I hate it because I I hate it. Because of the sheer repetition. Yeah, of course. I love it because look at it. Like I say it all the time. If you don't know who you're voting for and then these commercials kind of push you in one way or another, you're, I don't think you have the right. You shouldn't have the right to vote. Yeah, you're an idiot. You're an idiot. If you're looking at it and you're like, John Fetterman is out of touch. You go, yep. Uh-huh. This commercial's right. I'm voting the other way. And it's it's never brought to you by the politician. No, I said this brought, to you by, brought to you by uh, Patriots for uh, uh, repaving roads or something bizarre. It's like, like, what? They are really good at just picking like the one thing that will get those people that uh, to to stop though, or they're like John Fetterman wants to legalize safe injection sites, and it's like okay, every mom that has a kid that was addicted to, is addicted to drugs is now just going to go. Why that can't happen? Anything but that. <laughs> well, that was uh, I loved when they were opening the safe injection sites in Philly, where they were going to plan on, and they put one at Broad and Snyder. They were going to put it, and the people in the neighborhood were like, "No, there's going to be heroin addicts. They're going to be selling heroin. You live at Broad and fucking Snyder. It's like one of the biggest heroin fucking corners in South Philadelphia. Like, give right. me a fucking break. They're your kids, you jackasses." Yeah, there's gonna be people gonna, coming uh, from all over the place. They're gonna be coming being, here. They're your kids. They live in your basement. <laughs> being being an ex junkie, I was actually considering debating part of that with you, but then as soon as you said that, I was like, yeah, you're 100 fucking right. I'm I'm looking at the people that are complaining, and I'm like, yeah, you're right. They're your people, they're but your I don't want them near me. <laughs> you see Fetterman too. He like can't. Uh, if you talk to him, he, he can't understand it. Yeah, he's having a hard a stroke. Because of the stroke. It's fucking terrifying. Like yeah. another one of these guys. Mm. It's a shame. It's a shame that, you know, that this is. Uh... Well, first of all, everybody that's young. I don't even care. Is, I just laugh at yeah, them. I'm just like, any, oh anybody that's young is just vilified. Like that's one of the one things that like is very strange about politics and both on, on in any aspect in this country is that like if you're a young person, well, aren't you? you got to be over 60. Yeah, old people. Just you can't be president unless you're over sixty. What? What? Because I know some people over sixty, and they don't fucking their heads are wired to their assholes backwards. I don't get it. Yo, remember that very uh, real video of Joe Biden going? I wake up and sometimes I don't know what day it is. <laughs> Commercial that kept playing <laughs> over and over again. That was like shit. There are two, the two, that one, and then of course my favorite of all time in, was the Vince Mazio, who was a politician in North Jersey, and he apparently whited something out on a piece of paper, and he didn't, couldn't really answer why he did it, and the, 
the ad, he's going, he's literally going, but it's a video of him. It's not like doctored in any way. The white out. He's, I, I, yeah, we, what? White out. White out. Your time is up, sir. Choked on his tongue for 30 seconds. I was in the, I look, this has nothing to do with wrestling, so let's just keep talking about it. Um, I was in the car today and they were talking about Trenton politics, local politics in Trenton how the city council or whatever they call it up in Trenton and the mayor are fighting constantly and they have audio tape of them fighting and they'll, oh my God, they're just screaming. It's like a Skype video. So it sounds like a Skype video, like just how this podcast sounds. It's just like, Yo, Josh, I feel you are a piece of shit. And they're screaming to him. They're using slurs. Like the one woman's a black woman and the, the guy's gay. So they're just throwing every fucking slur at each other. And you're just like, what the fuck is going on, people? There you go. These are our finest, yeah. Mm-hmm. These are the best of the best. This is what we said. You know what? Now, these I are the psychos. The that, these are the psychos that were like, you know what? I'd like to be a leader. I volunteer myself. Yeah, to be the lightning rod of the, the shit storm of all time. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I figured out, we were talking a couple weeks ago about how um, sports fans were easily made fun of, right? Remember mm-hmm. that conversation? Of course. Yeah, yeah. And I was thinking about it in the shower, of course, while I was touching myself. Um, <laughs> the I think it's I think it's like the general toxic masculinity associated with sports fans, the screaming, the mansplaining. I was thinking about this the other day. Why are sports fans so uh, put down upon? Because I'm seeing a lot more of them now that the, the sports teams are good. All of a sudden, they came out of the woodwork and they're everywhere, wearing red and wearing green. I think that's what it is. Brandon, thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I, I I think that's absolutely what it is, is the annoying part of it. I think it's just, I don't know, everything just goes in a full circle where it's like, okay, we all have absorbed that point. It's still annoying for you to, to say fucking sports ball and, like, mock it. And then, it, like, okay, you still don't like sports. I still don't care. I still do. But the conversation just has to keep going on because the sports seasons keep going on. I think right, right, it just right. kind of has hit that wall. It's also the, I don't know it's if also anything the, to add. No, no, there isn't. I was just I was thinking about why people, why they're easy targets. But also it's the old, you know, just let people enjoy things type of mentality. Like if someone wants to root for a fucking baseball team, let fucking root for it. What do you care? Because you, what are you sitting there reading some fucking, you're reading Jane Eyre and somebody comes over and be like, that book stinks. You stink for reading that book. Like, grow up. Chris, thoughts on Jane Eyre? Jane, Jane Eyre. I just finished that book, actually. It's sitting over on my uh, desk. Listener? Closed. Or, oh, <laughs> did you read no, it? I or don't know. I never, I don't, never, I don't, I don't think I've ever even actually seen it, held it. Um, well, also, you know, you have the amount of sports fans, you know, it's, 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 yeah, I don't know. I fucking know. I don't know. I had some grand point. I don't have shit. What are you talking about? Who cares? I feel uh, like no, it's you also definitely have... fun. Like when the teams are good, it's undeniably more fun for the, the entire season. Yeah, more, more annoying fun. people come out. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. Well, annoying people are weirdos. annoying no matter what. Yeah, it's not like people. Weirdo. You... There's nobody you really know. Actually, there's one that I know, but he's not obnoxious. He just, just he has a running commentary through the entire game. But he's he's not obnoxious about it. Like right. he's not 
a, a dickhead, but he's kind of talking to the TV like he's coaching, and, That's and, the worst. and that could be that could be a little annoying. But at the same time, he's doing it almost to himself. You know, I would have made a, I would have cut. Well, no, what you, what you want to do is this. And what you want to do right here is this. And what you want to do is here is this is, uh, okay. I got to go. You do get him, but, get, get him one of those score, score pads, baseball yeah, score pads. Guys, I think he, he, keep, he, he, he that's like their pacifier. He does, he does it. He does it. Um, or get him an actual you, pacifier. So he's quiet. <laughs> you've also, you've also, I think just in the, in, and you know, I don't want to say recent cause it's been a, a little bit now. You have expanded on the fan bases. Like when when we were growing up, um, it was a, a male thing to do, right? And now it's just an everybody thing to do. Everybody gets in the sports. It, there's not. It's not. Uh, uh, the line isn't drawn along along gender lines. Not a male female thing. So now you just have double the fan base and gives you an opportunity for double the amount of assholes. Of course, my and also whole, double, my double whole theory, content. My whole theory on the whole thing is that uh, fantasy sports ruined it for everybody. I agree with that. I've been saying that for years. Why is that? Because you have people that are paying to take, you know, you got guys that are, you root for a team, but you also root for players that you're playing against sometimes. So you get this weird, like, nerdish thing. And there's also no real money involved, as opposed to gambling on football, where there's large, at times, large sums of money involved. A lot of times with fantasy football, there's not that much money involved. Well, not only that, yeah. you've also you've also made uh, to your point. Um, everybody's obsessed with it because everybody's betting now. You know, you can bet off your phone. You can do sports betting, which yeah, not is, everybody does that though. Uh, dude, are insufferable. Oh my God, there's so many. Everybody that comes into the bar that I work at has one of the sports betting apps open at all times right well they, they were probably Every running day of the week. they were probably doing a fucking paper uh thing back in the day now they can do it on no the these are young guys right so young guys i was young and i gambled I, when i was young i understand that i'm saying like they're betting on every sporting event all night long right uh i work with guys who i and i know guys who are like yeah give me a sec i gotta get my bets in every of day them, of the week one of them's on this podcast right now i think yeah um, and also they said, I always tell them, I'm like, first of all, it's not gambling. It's betting. It's sports betting because yeah. you have to have money to do it. It's gambling when <laughs> you could do it with, you could just call some dude and be like, yeah, give me 10 grand on Cleveland with the points. Yeah. That's and then gambling. when you don't yeah. pay some gorilla shows up to your fucking house and breaks your leg, right. Rocky Balboa chases you through the fucking, uh, yeah, fucking, uh, through the port. With uh, a stick. Whatever uh, DraftKings isn't showing up to your door, and you're being like, "I don't have the cash, but here's my here's my fucking Rolex." Yeah, take my <laughs> take the title to my truck. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a like I th- I think it's a fun uh, thing to do if you're like looking for something to do with your friends. Like that's when I will bet nowadays. If it's like okay, I have to go to this party or something. I have to sit there for four hours. It's like, yeah, sure. Let's bet on the fucking Arizona Cardinals game so I have something to talk about with these guys for three hours. And that's all that it is. It's like, okay, it's 25 bucks. Um, I was going to say, too, the the other kind of guy that's coming out now that's the uh, maybe my least favorite kind of sports fan is the like overly pessimistic where they're even when they're winning or like, I don't I don't see it yet. Like the Phillies are in the NLCS and there's still guys that I know that are like, I just don't think they're going to get it done. It's like. 
dude, just shut the fuck up. Like, the whole point of this is the fun. This is now the payoff, the fun part. And you're still being like, mm, at the back end of the rotation, I just don't I don't see how they're going to match up against blah, 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 blah. And you're like, oh, my God, dude. What's the, like, they're going to win, and you're going to be like, yeah, but they didn't win by enough. <laughs> when it's I was, always something. When I was a diehard sports fan, like, I was usually pretty right about that stuff, where, like, if – I think the two times – well, the year, well, I wasn't even a diehard when I was following the Eagles. But when the Eagles and the Phillies won, that year when they went in the playoffs, I was like, ain't nobody beating these fucking guys. No way. I mean, I won a bunch of money on the Eagles because I was betting on them. Like, yeah. I was just like, no way. No way. No way. There's These guys are just like the Phillies that one year. I was no fucking way. Nobody was beating that team. But other times where they made the playoffs, I was like, I don't know. Man, fucking beyond this well, guy sure. or that guy or if they get to this point, I don't know if they have to face this guy. I don't know how they feel how I feel about it. But like, like betting, it's I think it's right. different. I, it's just sorry, but I didn't mean to cut you off. With betting, I think it's different. It's just like you could be right ten times about them losing. Of course, every, almost everyone loses always. But the one time that you're wrong and it was actually fun, and you're being the guy that just was like shitting on it the whole time, it's not worth it. Yeah, just let people enjoy things. That's what it all comes down to, isn't it? Yeah, I think that's where we started. Yeah. Did we talk about wrestling? Oh, more importantly, I watched. Uh, I didn't talk about this yet. I watched two of the movies on my list. I watched X. Brandon, you saw X, right? I did, yeah. That was good. I like that. Yeah, it's. It's. I think I said you could land on either side of it. Either you're, you're not in the mood and it's just going to seem silly, or you're in the mood and it's like ridiculously fun. Yeah. That was. I was in the mood. I sat down and I laughed my fucking ass off. I see Kid Cudi's big old bird. Is that who that was? That's Kid Cudi. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, with that hog. Yeah, I had to star. rewind yeah. it. I had to rewind it. So he came to, he comes to the door in this one scene and the old man's like with the gun. I'm not gonna tell you what's going on. But uh his hog is hanging out, it's in silhouette. The fucking thing looked like a Muppet arm. <laughs> and my wife missed it. I was like, Did you see his dick? Look at his dick And then we paused it and rewound it so we can get a double look at that big old dick. Good it's stuff. down to his knees. It might even be past his knee. It's like yeah. a cartoonish. Yeah, it's thing. ridiculous. Yeah, but that's still like that's what the kind of movie it is. Like just throw in those little things. Like, hey, if you're gonna show a dick, make it 22 inches long. Make it preposterous. And yeah. like, <laughs> it was like it was like a starter log in a fucking fireplace. Yeah, it was, it was still stiff. Chris, thoughts on big, I was, big dick? I was gonna say something, but I'm not gonna say it because it can be misconstrued. Okay. Oh, now I got well, it. Now I got to hear Jim it. gave me. Hold on. I, no, I, I don't think I can. Okay, I don't then don't. I can. Yeah, I'm not going to. <laughs> I'll tell you fair. guys later. I'll tell you guys later. Uh-oh. And I watched uh, Crimes of the Future, which was fucking awesome. Good. David Cronenberg. Very good. Highly recommend. It's only an hour and a half. I see you're a, you're a uh, letterboxed guy. I am a letterboxed man. Go ahead, Chris. Sorry if you had a question to ask. Was it better than David Cronenberg's greatest film, Eastern Promises? It was pretty good. Is Eastern Promises his? I thought it was the other one. Yeah. Eastern, yeah. Wait, Cronenberg. what's the other one with with uh, Viggo Mortensen where he's like That's – um, oh, what was the name of that where he's the gangster? Yeah, what is that called? Uh, something – History of Violence. History of Violence. So it was, Cronenberg is Eastern Promises, not History of Violence. I believe uh, – I'm going to look it up right now, but I believe so. Cause, okay, okay. Because I would I was talking to Tina about it, and, or sorry, my wife. <laughs> I was talking to her about it, and um, I had said that History of Violence was a Cronenberg film. I might, I might have been wrong though. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's um, 
It's uh, Eastern Promises. Eastern Promises. You'll and fuck you these bitches. I fuck them bitches. They fucking fuck love, I bitches. fucking love that movie. It's a good movie. I never saw it. And the I woman have... who the woman who does the voiceover for that, who reads the diary, because mm-hmm. it's all centered around the girl. She dies, and uh, Naomi Watts. That's who it is. I don't know. You got. You're looking. Yeah, things Naomi up, Watts. <laughs> I, I I think so. Go Naomi ahead. Watts is the nurse. And she has the diary, and she's trying to figure out who, who, uh, who got this girl who's a prostitute from Eastern Europe, okay. who got her pregnant. And you, throughout the movie, somebody is narrating the diary, and the woman who's narrating the diary is uh, Tatiana Mansley, who okay. is the She-Hulk. Okay, now, that character. Uh, little connected. That's all. Thanks. Yeah, we that's a good one, Brandon. You should check that out. It's about the Russian gangsters, correct? There you go. Yeah, in uh, in London. Yeah. I'll have to check that out. I have a letterbox question though, if we have a minute. Go ahead. So I see you posting like you'll post on in your Instagram story that you letterbox something and it's like a you shared it from that. But then so I, I want to go click it and I'd be like, Oh, what did Jimmy think of this movie? Should I watch it? But then you can't but you have to actually me click it. So is it one of those things where you is it like a one of the apps where you don't actually want people to see what you said, like it's a private review, or is it like one of those? Is it something where it, it is social media and you're like, oh yeah, argue with me about this? <laughs> no, it's it's. You, have you ever used it? Only to read other people's things. I don't have it downloaded on my phone, but yeah, I have it. I just post stuff. It's more of a list for me to. Yeah, it's for people. When I put it on social media, I just want to talk to other people about it. Oh, I saw that movie. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I like that part. That's that's it. Without it's like, oh, I watched this movie, and then if somebody saw it, they'll reach out to me. Gotcha, or if okay. somebody is curious about my opinion, they'll ask me. How many have I have a couple followers, I guess. Yeah, I go yeah, on there pretty I, regularly I, and I post shit. Well, whenever I, post, I watch something, I put it on there. Okay, Chris. I posted about Werewolf by Night, and somebody reached out to me, and we started talking about, it, and then we ended up talking about what else we were watching, and what was this, and how we thought about that. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's uh. Almost like a tool to get a conversation started with people you already know. Um, History of Violence was directed by David Cronenberg as well. No, oh, they both were. Yeah. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. They both have Vigo in them, and so does. Uh, yeah. And so does uh, uh, Crimes of the Future have Vigo. Oh, he's in that too. Yeah, yeah. He plays the uh, the performance artist who's having his the crime. He's the man that he's commits the, the crime in the future. He's, he's a performance artist who has his uh, his organs removed. He's growing weird organs, and he has them removed for performance artist for performance art in the future. Fuck that! The future, just, the, that's future is like, weirdness, man. Yeah, future is like seaside fucking Spain or France. It's like Marseille. That's the future. I'm into it. It's a good movie. I highly recommend. All right, anything else before we have to talk about wrestling? Have to. I think that's like the peak. I was just gonna say. I think that's like the peak uh, use of social media nowadays for me is just like sharing shit that i read or watched and getting people to talk about that's the only time i've had fun on there in the last two years (laughs) yeah that's i post food i post i'm a shit poster for memes and i post movies that's it i'm there for laughs and for discussion i'm over politics give me a fucking break let's talk about politics anymore unless it's preposterous too many people this is preposterous which it always is yeah. Nowadays, I mean, we were just talking about it. It's, uh, nowadays, it's like some you'll post something about uh, politics. Like we all know, as human beings, that shit's wrong, 
And unless there's some absolute absurdity to what I'm posting, then why why even talk about it? You know what I mean? Like now, I I shared. I was at the Phillies on Saturday, and I put up a video of me at the game. And then, like, five people messaged me, "Go Phillies," and I was just like, "I'm just gonna delete this. I don't want. Like, what am I supposed to say back? Yeah, go Phillies. Like, I don't care. I don't, I don't know why I posted bro. it. Yeah. You gotta give them the heart. You gotta double tap <laughs> yeah. that heart. Now to give you the options. Greatest, greatest invention ever. Now to give you options, though, you can do thumbs up. You can just do smiley face. You can do angry. You can do fire. I like the heart. But they're the, the ones being nice to me. Like I. I shared something implying that I want people to engage with it, and then they engage with it, and I'm like, don't don't message me. <laughs> like, I should just not be posting on you. Just like it. And Joni is like, Brandon, that's great that you're having a good a good time. Go yeah. Phillies. And you're just like, why are you messaging me, you motherfucker? <laughs> All right. I know somebody whose mom comments on everything he posts. Yeah. Yeah. You are such a great. You're so funny. You know this person too. Do I? You are the best funny, the most funny person ever. Thank Thanks, you. Thanks, mom. I didn't delete it. <laughs> I mean, I, I would react. I think I would react pretty shittily, but uh, you know, my mom's dead, so there there's go. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. She'd definitely be a. Uh, she'd definitely be queuing on it up. Oh, you hear what I, I don't you, know about do you, that. Don't give, her, don't give her that much credit. She was poor. <laughs> poor people don't deserve credit. She's what? <laughs> did, what did you say? Repeat it, please. I'm begging you. You'll have to listen later. Ah, re- oh, fuck. She's poor I, and poor people don't deserve credit. It's so <laughs> All right. Let's move on. To, let's move on to some more fun stuff. All right. Real uh, quick. I'm going to talk about Wrestle Princess 3 TJPW show just because, most importantly... Um, how it affects AW, which we are forced to watch every week. Uh, Shoko Nakazuma lost her title to Yuka Sakazaki. How does it affect AW? We're probably going to get uh, Shoko Nakajima over here, the big kaiju. She's probably going to do a tour over here, which is good. We've seen her live, Chris. She's uh, she's fun and tiny. She is a tiny little person, like four foot nine, and all muscle. Yes, yes, and uh, she'll probably come here and be like, "Yo, the women here." Suck, can't work. I'm going back to Japan. <laughs> yeah, like you exactly, exactly. Like you guys fucking suck. You work like shit, and you're pushing a fucking miniature Sasquatch foot that moves like molasses. And uh, I don't want to be here anymore. Bye. Want to no, go we'll talk about her. She lost Sasquatch <laughs> foot. Sasquatch foot. You push, you're pushing a Sasquatch. <laughs> I'm, look, I'm just gonna get this out of the way right now. Here we go. I do it. Alright, we're not absolutely. even to AEW. We're not even close to no, AEW. No, no, it's do it not. Now. It's, look, it's not even AEW. I'm just disgusted with it all. I'm just like, what do we I'm just fucking disgusted with it. You know, one thing it's that's... a job. One thing This has become a job I don't get paid for. I Lovely. Know, I know. <laughs> I try my best to make it fun and it's very difficult. We yeah, need to just start difficult. doing brackets again instead of this because... Yeah. I am not stoked. I don't give a shit if... Like, I'm supposed to be stoked because Renee fucking Young is back. Renee yeah, like, what the fuck? <laughs> is she is she is she going to be involved in the storyline? Is she wrestling? I guess she's going to do backstage stuff. Going to do backstage shit. Yay! <laughs> fuck man. Look, I don't want to shit on AEW. It's just I don't care now. There yeah. you go. That's all I'm, I got to I'm say about you. it. That's it. I Who watch all the shit? fun stuff that I want to watch, and I blow through it, but it's not in fucking English. So how the fuck can I push? How can I convince anybody to watch this? It ain't in all English. Right. It's real good. It's real fun. 
but it's not in English. And all the and English are like fucking stinks. It takes a long time to fucking wrap your head around who's who and what's what when it's not in fucking English. Right. You Luckily, know? this I year mean, the Wrestle Princess Three had a had a had um, English commentary, but it's not great English commentary. It's fun. It's like it's like watching it with your friends. It's not like they're giving you much of a description. They give you mild description, but most of it's just like they're yucking along with we with us as shit's going on. It's just like it's like watching. We're gonna go. We're watching Halloween Havoc for Halloween. Oh boy! It'll be, it'll be like watching Halloween Havoc. That'll together. be fun. Yeah. What do you think it was? What was the the jump the shark AEW moment, or was there a one and we just feigned interest until we couldn't anymore? No, I think the big moment is when all the backstage stuff came forward. I don't have. Yeah. I don't, it, it kind of burned it out on me. Were you just like, all right, um. You just lit the candle at both ends, and now we're just kind of... It's not that the wrestling's bad. It's not bad. I just don't... I don't know. You know, it's kind of like when something happens, like you're having a really good time somewhere, and then you see something skeevy going on, and you've always had a good time doing this thing, but then you saw some skeeve going on over there. And you're like, I don't really want to be associated with the skeeve anymore. I'm going to stop coming here. You know what I mean? That's what it feels like to me. I'm going to give you an example of what that is right there. I would. It's not storyline. It's not a person, you know, the uh, actual talent in the ring. It's nothing having to do with the production value of the show. It's nothing having to do with anything that's going on in AEW right now uh, or anything that will go in the future. The odds of me going or being excited to go to another AEW show have been greatly fucking diminished. And this is uh, akin to what you were just saying, Jim, the odds of me going to another AEW show be gr- greatly diminished because that guy was being a racist behind us. Oh, I get that. Story. Story. I kind of don't want to go anymore. You're, but you're what I'm saying is, wrong it's like, yeah, a good time to, what's that? You're attracting the wrong kind of people. It used to be fun. Yeah. And now it's with, with just like everything. A lot of times it's real fun when it's niche, and then when it gets popular, you're attracting fucking dicks. We just talk about sports fans. We just explained yeah. why sports fans have gotten progressively worse over the years. This is one of the reasons. With popularity brings fucking dickheads. Go ahead, Chris. No, I mean, like you were saying, like it was like a lot of fun. We had a, we always had a hang. We had a good time with the guys we went to. Good time taking the train down, yucking it up on the walk back, making fun of people to ourselves. Right. Like having a good time, not being dicks, enjoying the show, being respectful to the people around us and enjoying ourselves. And might I add, because I'm a big sucker, spending a lot of fucking money and I never had a problem with it. It was always something to look forward to. And then you saw the scummy things happen, like what happened behind us. And it was just like, yeah, I I, I don't want to do that anymore. I really don't. want. I mean, even like I was saying with with uh, and it leans towards, you know, um. I never gave a shit. We talk about it all the time. We said it all the time. I never gave a shit how the card's going to be. You guys come over to the house and watch wrestling and we have fun. That's all that matters. It's yeah, we worth end up the losing, money. We end up losing interest midway through the show and start yucking it up. Remember the one time I was pissed off the entire subcontinent of uh, Asia by posting a video of me licking Jesus Christ. Oh. <laughs> and put yes. Yes. I got like <laughs> the most interactions I've had on uh, uh, Instagram Reels ever. You were going to die. People were sending me all kinds of messages. That was great. But we had fun. Yeah, but again, we were laughing yep. our asses off. Brandon, you got any thoughts on this? I love you. <laughs> I love you. I think that was it for me was 
um, probably like the second time we went over to Chris's for a pay-per-view and like one time we all got together and we made it fun for ourselves, but we fizzled out pretty quickly and then it happened again. And I'm like, this is just us hanging out. That's fun. These, there's no payoff at these big quarterly events. And I, that's, I think that's when it kind of fizzled for me. Cause you can kind of, uh, shut your mouth and try to get through some shitty cable weeks if you're like, well, but there's still f- fun things happening every quarter. But th- when I kind of was convinced that that's not even going to happen, I think that's when I fizzled. The, the A Steel thing was probably, to me, actually one of the peak, more entertaining yes. things that's happened lately. Can I? I, I Good. I'm going to ask you real quick, off the cuff, don't think too much about it. I just want you to, like, just kind of just jostle your memory really fast. In the time that we've been doing this podcast, what is the greatest? Episodes, Ninety-nine episodes. What is the, that's right. What is the greatest moment in AEW history? Brent, I'll let you go first. Come on, you I know what's funny? The first, the first thing uh, I don't, I, I'm probably I'm definitely missing ten things. The first thing that popped in my head that we had fun with was the Shaq match when he got ambulanced away. Okay. Right, can I give you mine? Yep. Do you know where I'm going to go? I hope I do because I think Sock we're in probably agreement. Falling. One hundred percent. It's one hundred. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It was, it's the Shaq one was real good too. No, I'm glad you brought up Shaq because that was fucking awesome. Yeah, that match. I forgot about that, but the Shaq one was fantastic. But it was Saki and Nake, and it was us, <laughs> not even yeah. together. We were texting each other like, what yeah. the fuck is going on? Make a snake. I had tears running down my face. I was so did I. So I, and then the podcast afterwards. Remember, I had the. I was. <laughs> I was ordered to shut up because I couldn't stop. (laughs) So I guess what I'm saying is, is that like, you know, you have, have you ever really had the moments wrestling wise that have kind of enveloped you? Maybe not. I mean, maybe if we sat here and we dug, we could find them. CM Punk coming back was a big deal. Yeah. But that soured real quick because who's the who's the, the the top of the totem pole when it comes to this whole shit that soured everybody on that soured me on the three of us on the EW? It's him. Mm-hmm. We can theorize all we want, but it seems a little strange that uh, all this weird shit started happening once Cody left, as if the only professional in the fucking building was Cody. <laughs> little strange. Before you know it, yeah, they're, they're fist fighting in the back and Ace Steel's biting people. I do encourage people to bite people more often. It's very entertaining. Um, but, uh, and, you know, and, and hey, news for AEW. We're just talking about AEW right now, but, um, you know, at John Moxley signs a five year deal, he's going to be there for five years. He signed the Sting deal where it might not be here in two years, but he's got, he's making money for five. So good for him. Yeah. I mean, but like that also speaks to what are we doing here, right? Right. You're going to give somebody money for, for five years and you don't know if they're going to be there the whole time they may just bail out on you and you're still going to have to pay them i mean i guess you're seeing a return on investment you're looking at it like if he leaves in two i still get my return on investment so mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if i keep paying them because i've made my money so no 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 but, what do you mean leaving two? well i don't understand what you mean the company might close in two years he's oh the company might five. Close he's, his contract's yeah, he's five years paid. yeah yeah well i i'll be honest with you i mean it ain't going nowhere. AEW's going nowhere. It's a privately see what killed WCW. If you're going to draw the parallel, yeah, is is the network owned it, right? 
So when they got rid of it, they had no place to show the show and they fucking, you know, and they owned the library and they wouldn't sell that because it would have kept, it would have stayed alive if they had sold Bishop off the library. They just wanted to sell him the rings and the talent. And he was like, I'm fucking, I got no TV time. What the fuck? I don't want it. But, um, it, it's, you know, it's the same thing. They're producing a TV show. It might not be on TV, TBS, right. but it'll be around. Somebody we also, um, you know. one thing I'm starting to realize too with, Going to AEW, since they don't have house shows, is that you go to an AEW show, you're watching a TV taping, which is, yeah. honestly, I've had a lot of fun going to see SmackDown and Raw before. We have a blast, but that's a TV, you're watching a TV show being created, and there, it's, it draw, it drags along. Those com- commercial timeouts are rough. It's the reason why I don't like football live. So many, it's yeah. so much commercials. It's so boring. Yeah. For peaks of eight minutes of excitement, and then all of a sudden it's like, we got to go to backstage, and everybody's standing there like, some weird, awkward interview. Yeah. That you usually don't watch when you're watching at home. Right. You don't see it. <laughs> you go and you go fucking go to the bar. They're talking to fucking whoever in the backstage. Last time, last time we went to Raw, uh, I said afterwards, like, I'm just like, I'm never going to, I don't, I can't do it. I'll do a house show if they come to town. But they don't come to Philly for house shows anymore. Mm-mm. I think the most fun I had was that House of Hardcore we went to. Was that what it was? With the that the Muda was at with the convention. I think maybe because it was smaller, because we could just kind of fart around. If we wanted something, we could just go get it. Like Chris said, make jokes to each other about whatever's going on. When we go to AEW, it's like if I want to get a hot dog, it's like a forty-five minute fucking thing, and it's just such a sweat. People are being dickheads around you. Yeah, that's that's another know. thing. I, AEW runs these smaller arenas that are understaffed, so the lines are around the fucking yeah. around the building to get a beer for a hot dog. The one time we had pretzels for dinner, and yeah. ice cream, yeah, <laughs> ice cream and pretzels because they were the shortest lines. It was like I wasn't getting a beer. I gave up on it. Yeah, like you have to you have to provide something to me, right? I bought a ticket to get here. It's not an honor to be here. We made a trade. Right. And the trade is I give you money. You give me a show. Right. It wasn't like you said, oh, um, very limited here. And uh, we're going to allow you to come in. No, I got a ticket. The trade off is money for a wrestling show. And if I can't have all because like, you know me, like I'm I'm not one of these guys that goes to the movies and oh, I'm not buying popcorn. It's too expensive. I'm like. <laughs> Fucking load it up with all kinds of candy and popcorns and giant sodas. It's a fucking experience. I want to be able to enjoy myself. And I can't even, like, you don't even, like, when you go to those shows, not so much a Raw because a Raw's at Wells Fargo. It's completely fucking staffed. They have to. They're a union. They're our mark. It's going to have all those people who are going to be there, even if they're standing around doing nothing. Um, The bathrooms, plenty of bathrooms. You don't have to wait in line unless you're leaving or coming in when everybody's kind of moving at the same time. You go to an AEW show, they don't have enough people. They got one merch stand. You can't, even to take a leak is like, oh man, do I do this now? Like, what's the match coming up? Because I got to go to the bathroom. Oh, it's this. I guess I'll have to wait along with everybody else. So you decide, fuck it, I'm going to go and I'm going to miss this part of this match because I got to take a piss so bad. It's just, it's not an enjoyable experience. You're not putting on a great show. Everything is, like you said, it's a slog of a TV tape. Not to mention you're getting uh, dark and dark elevation beforehand. Which a lot of times are more afterwards. exciting and more entertaining yeah. because it's quick and you know it's going to be edited later. So you get right. match after match after match. 
AEW, the main cards, there's commercials, and they got to cut for yeah. commercials. Rampage is the same way. Rampage is real fast. Like, you are there for, you know, an extra 45 minutes or whatever because they're not recording. They're recording it, and then they're cutting it later. Right. But Dynamite, it's tough, man. It's a full two hours, and you're only getting about an hour and 15 a fucking show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a lot it's, of times the card's thing. all fucked up, too, where it's like the thing that I actually want to see is happening at 845 and then it's like so I have to time that out. I don't know when it is because the main event usually isn't going to be the most interesting thing right. that's going yeah. on there in the show. Very rarely is it with them, which is odd, too. Like you said, it's very rarely. I don't mind the hot start when you're watching on TV, um, but it does affect the live you get you got me on too much of a high and then we move on to the next thing. And now I'm like, oh, man. Yeah. Right. Like, oh, God, you better. Perfect example. We talked about this two weeks ago when we went to the Pet Shop Boys in New Order. Pet Shop Boys brought me up so high that the first couple songs in New Order, I was kind of like, oh, the difference being it was fucking New Order. So they were fantastic. And it brought me right back up to that level I wanted to be at. Um, You're not getting that in that type of show. Right. You're going from this to something involving Q and then T. Marshall Alex Jones. That's right. He got him. It was a bad example because he's actually been very funny recently, but like all these other guys, you know, that I just, I don't care how many flips Bandito does. I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? And you're going to give me these Ring of Honor guys. I love Samoa Joe, but he's the Ring of Honor dude now. Who cares? You know, Jay Lethal, who gives a shit? It's fucking dead brand. I love Brandon's analogy. Toys R Us and the Macy's. Who fucking cares? That's what it is. Should we talk about AEW then? Fuck it. No, let's yeah, talk about New Japan and we'll come back. Go the way we were going to go. Yeah, I want to talk about New Japan because uh, New Japan's been a little fun. And I don't know who's booking it because it's kind of weird. Uh, who's your daddy match? Shingo Takage, the king of wrestling, <laughs> defends his title against El Fantasmo. The loser has to call the other person his daddy. Shingo Takage wins. El Fantasmo calls him his daddy and then punches him in the fucking dick. Brandon thoughts. Yeah, this is not very non-New Japan. I haven't seen anything like this. I don't know what the context of this match was or uh, where it came from. Chris Charlton seemed pretty excited about the whole thing. He was really leaning into the to uh, the Who's Your Daddy. He, he wanted that payoff from um, El Fantasmo. Pretty funny, though. I mean, the match was the match, but if the, you, you, know, you have this other goofy thing going on throughout it, which is just so strange in that atmosphere. Do you have a binky? He gives feeds him the binky at the end. He's got a custom T-shirt made that yep. says Shingo is my daddy. Yeah. And then Chris. he he yeah. hugs daddy. Wait, what? He, he hugs daddy. He goes down to his balls, and he's just on his knees hugging him. <laughs> Go ahead, Chris. Chris, good. This was fucking stupid. I loved it. I, I I was just like I don't know. Maybe it was just some kind of personal thing that I have with the term "Who's your daddy?" It's fucking old. I remember when the Yankees were chanting it at fucking Pedro Martinez. That was 2009. I mean, come on, man. Like, who who, who looked at this and said, oh, you know what we'll call it? This will be relevant. And then the, the addition of the banky and the fact that I had to look at the words, who's your daddy, on the top left-hand corner of my fucking screen the entire time. Get the fuck out of here. It was so stupid. Oh, it was so fucking dumb. It well, took Dad, me right out of it. Daddy's back I mean, you in, know, The match man. was good. I love Shingo. It's great. Fuck, it was so dumb. And and then I was like, okay. So the end of it, he said, uh, Phantasma tells him he's his daddy. <laughs> then, a, then we're just gimmicks or flying all over. The, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so dumb. I loved it. There you go. I'm glad I made you watch it. 
How about this? Uh, I, would, I think just pain. because it was you, Jimmy, and I knew that you were like sat through this whole thing, and you're like, you guys got to see this. I, I was able to get a kick out of it. It was Goofy. I like Goofy. Goofy's fun. That's why I watch DDT. Uh, Jim Cornette's very upset about that DDT clip I sent you. By the way, I was gonna I was gonna say this. Good. I'll say it now. I don't want to start a big thing, but fuck it. Yeah, I find it amazing. Fucking ridiculous. How many people are angry with DDT? It's fucking bizarre. It's bizarre. It. If you didn't show me DDT, I wouldn't know it existed. And it would have no influence on me. Right. If you don't watch it, it's not like your house is on fire and you're sitting in it ignoring it. Right. Right. It's a fucking TV show from the other side of the world. Right. It's not like it's more like you're sitting on TV, <laughs> your couch watching television and there's something on another channel and you're not watching it. So how would you know? You're, you're cursing. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> like what the fuck? Like you're watching some enthralling fucking television show or movie and you're saying yeah but the other channels tom and jerry well that's fucking tv's old <laughs> or or you know the people that are like uh this isn't real cinema how could you watch marvel do you watch marvel no i don't then what the fuck what do you care who cares <laughs> what do you care unbelievable i don't watch marvel and i'm not sitting here saying like that stuff stinks it's ruining film i don't fucking care don't watch it i um what i was going to say was uh yeah, that and the fact that it's almost like a standing rule for me. If Jim Cornette hates it, it's probably fucking awesome. It's probably fun. Because he's, you know, Weirdo. he's fucking, we're going to put a coal miner's glove on a, on a pole and, and just stick it on a ladder <laughs> and then there'll be a check for $1,000 on a ladder. It's like, all right, Tennessee. Let me fuck, right? Like, what the, the fuck? Like, miner's glove, man. Who gives you shit? Mister, I've been trying to resurrect the fucking Rock and Roll Express since 19-fucking-90. Give me a break. Brandon, anything? No, I'm with you guys. I'm still <laughs> laughing at that Cornette fucking impression. I don't, even, I don't even remember the text uh, Okada, who uh, decided he doesn't have to... Uh, Put up his briefcase because <laughs> he's Okada and he doesn't, shouldn't have to. Uh, versus Jonah in a uh, complete homage to um, who's the dead guy? Anoki versus uh, Big Van Vader. Brandon thoughts? Yeah, pretty fucking sick, honestly. I mean, I, pro wrestling is so strange because it's who is chosen, who's the chosen one, and who's not is. It's such a subjective thing from a small group of people that these guys like Jonah that were just on the street for months all of a sudden now I saw he hadn't get he didn't get pinned the entire G1 and now he's having crazy matches with uh, Okada in this like uh, Inoki honoring thing and and looking good doing it shocking the crowd pretty fun stuff. I do like it's like. The contrast. We need contrast in wrestling. So you got Okada, who's like, you know, he is the quote-unquote chosen one, the, the star, the face of the company, versus a guy who is the big dude. So he's the giant, and he's trying to overcome this giant. He's giving him drop kicks. He's not. He's doing the old arms waving thing. He's not falling over. I love that shit. I love that type of stuff, where he's so big and fat that he can't be knocked over. I love it. 
this is we need monsters. We need more monsters in professional wrestling. I appreciate guys like Wardlow, like a simple clothesline crushing Okada. Right. I like I like guys like Wardlow that can do the flips and all that that shit as well as being gigantic. They don't have to though. Just being Wardlow, being a giant, it gives the impression in the ring that they are unstoppable. Although we all know in real life, giant fat guys don't really last that long. But still, it's in professional wrestling, fake life. It's fun. Chris, thoughts? I thought this match was really good. I like the uh, the uh, Okada. You know, first of all, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb and say, for me right now, watching this match made me realize again because we haven't gotten really good New Japan in so long. Watching this match real made me realize again that Okada is probably one of the best storytellers in professional wrestling. I mean, he's got to be. He doesn't do much. Everything he does matters. You know, it's 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 methodical. It's planned out. It's not just a bunch of shit to make you go wow. And um, the simple fact that he starts the match with this idea in his head that he's going to take this guy down at his own game. He's going to power and overpower this giant powerhouse. He's going to slam. And then in, you know, as the match starts, none of this is working. Fuck it. I'm changing everything up and I'm taking out his legs. And, you know, I mean, this is this is, you know, he he, he's got a game plan. The game plan goes to shit. He changes it up because he's the best, you know, and and this isn't me saying this is my opinion of him. I'm saying, like, as the character, he's the best professional wrestler in the world. Right. So. All right. Well, what I was doing before isn't working. We're going to switch up the game plan. And, you know, it really fucking worked. This was excellent. I was really. And I was, you know, it makes me happy to see, like you said, it makes me happy to see Jonah. Doing like, you know, he's the he's unique in that in New Japan. And if you're going to be in unique, then you have to you're, you can't just look different. You have to work different than everybody else. And he manages to do that. Bring him back this old school monster. Right. And uh, yeah, I, I, I look, I, I was really excited by this. I enjoyed watching him. And like I said, I always kind of. He was always Jonah was always somebody that was kind of like this dude's got like he's going to be good like put this guy in spots that he's going to be good because he was he was very strong in NXT and the spot if I'm not mistaken where NXT was kind of on the slip it was kind of going yeah, down it was the- and Jonah kind of was pretty good for them and then he left he well I mean they moved him up to SmackDown that he never did anything he disappeared he disappeared mm. why you would make that guy disappear. You know, I, I mean, like look, that's why that's the Vince. Oh, wait a minute. He's big and he's strong and he looks legitimate. He looks like he's tough, but he's fat. Well, he's a fat guy. He doesn't have a six pack, so he can't fight. I guarantee I know what this is. Vince, he brings him up. Oh, he's kind of fat. Where's he from? Oh, he's from Australia, right? Australia. Oh, he's not from Samoa? New yeah, Zealand, didn't he? I think he's Australian. Okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't need him. He's, he's not Samoan? Nah, I'm, I'm not doing it. I guarantee that's that's what goes through Vince's head when it comes to big guys that are that are dark-skinned with black curly hair. Right. Like fat guys. Well, well, I mean, and, and he's not a member of the family. Right. Right? Like I And, and look, he's already got, you know, he's already got... Uh, a bunch of those guys that he has some kind of loyalty to and they've been working together forever. So I understand that. I get it. So it's, so it's like, yeah, so he's like, Oh, you're not one of them. I mean, even when they, years ago, when uh ring of honor had their initial split up 
and uh, before I guess they got bought by Sinclair and all that stuff happened, a bunch of those guys left and CM Punk left, but Samoa Joe stayed. And when asked, yeah, yeah, that's, uh, I've heard this story before. Yeah, uh, yeah, Richard, he yeah. he 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 wasn't a member. He was the, he was he was the wrong he was the wrong the wrong member of the. He wrong wasn't ha- didn't have the right last name. Yeah, right. Wrong Samoan. He was just a fat Samoan. He was not. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, Vince. Vince. All right. Final thoughts on this, Brandon. No, I'm good. Yeah. Um. So, um, TV tournament time. So the TV title has been revealed. It looks like a giant television. Um, rules are 15 minute time limits. Uh, it's open weight, so anybody can enter. Um, I caught a couple of these matches, but I didn't have much time. But I'll go through some of the results. Uh, David Finley defeated Yoshinobu Kanemaru. Alex Zane lost to Zack Sabre Jr. Yoshihashi beat Jeff Cobb. <laughs> Aaron Hanare lost to Evil. Sonata beat Taichi in what people are really praising as a very good match. And they are also praising uh, Hiroki Goto lost to Kenta. We still got a couple of matches left. We got Ren Narita, who's back. He's on the main roster. He's back for the United States. Facing off against Tomohiro Ishii and Toriano versus the Great Okan. And um, so far, it's been pretty entertaining. I did not catch the one the matches that people are going crazy about. The uh, Sonata Taichi one and the uh, Goto and Kenta. There's something about the match, knowing that it's 15 minutes. They're fast, man. They they work fast and hard, and it's fun. It's almost like a juniors match worked with uh, some of the heavyweights, which is pretty cool. Brandon, thoughts? Yeah, I think New Japan is probably the most well-equipped of the promotions, from my perspective, to have a TV title. Uh, one, because they have like guys like Okada, where you're like, they're not going to fucking lose to great Okan anytime in the next five years, but I still want to see great Okan more of him in, in meaningful spots. Uh, so this can get good and we'll see where it goes. Surprised to see Jeff Cobb dropping a Yoshiashi. He's got more important shit to do. I'm sure. Chris thoughts. Yeah. You know, until you went down, I was whatever. I was ambivalent about this whole TV title. And then you went down that list of guys that were in it. I didn't even really look at the thing. I was too in, in involved in what the title looked like. But when you go through that, First of all, there's only one name on there that tell two names that tell me that they need to win this and it will be absolute brilliance if one of these guys wins this and they'll be able to make this title mean something and be extremely fun to watch. And that is either Zack Sabre Jr. or Kenta. Either one of them, that's who you put this title on, in my opinion, because these two just give you a shit ton of joy between the two of them. Um, so I would like to see that. And I, I'm a big fan of the real quick, the real quick, um, the real quick match, right? We're going to yep. a match every week or whatever it is because they don't have TV, right? They still don't have a TV show. They they have like a TV essay. Well, they promise to show this defended on um, Access and on New Japan World on New Japan Strong. Okay. So we're getting matches and it's okay. going to be it's going to be defended on on TV. But I think it's a. I think the TV championship is, you know, it's it's really old school. It's kind of a really good idea. It's fun, especially since like the territory days. But those two guys, um, Kenta and Zack Saber Jr. are primed. They're made for something like this, so they can right. be excruciatingly annoying with this fucking thing. Especially Kenta. I mean, either of them. Yeah, it's going to be great. And I would assume that hopefully one of those guys wins it. I'm sure whoever wins it will be. You know, a lot of fun to watch these matches, but those guys will give you so much more as far as the match itself and then the shit that goes on backstage. 
It's going to be David Finley. <clears throat> oh, by the way, guys, I forgot to show this off. I got the Kempa book. Bring us a passage out of it, Jim. Yeah, well. Look, it's got all kinds of pictures in there. Look how handsome he was, or is. His blonde hair. Hold on. Let me get to the first page. Hey, Jimine. That means, how you doing? <laughs> there you go. All right. I can read that. I love it. The rest might it. take a while. That's so good. <laughs> That's so good. Yo, you can yo, Pretty cool. do what I did. Google Translate. Turn on the camera. And it'll read that whole thing off for you. Yeah. It'll all, you'll just be reading it through, through the camera on your phone. Look at how happy he is with his busted arm in the next day. It's very cool. It's a very cool little book. It's got uh, reversible covers, too. So you got this cover, evil cover. You got good guy Kenta, I guess. (laughs) Oh, boy. I'm into it. I think it's pretty cool. I think you'll attempt to read it, or it's just collectible? Look, humble on the outside, confident on the inside. It might take me fucking 20 years to read it, but still. One of the greatest moments I've ever seen live was Kenta wrestling up the stage and then going through the wrong door and going, oh, shit, as he almost (laughs) fell off the stage (laughs) into the soundboard (coughs) like 10 feet from us. I looked, I hear, I I hear, and I see Kenta come through the curtain, the wrong curtain, almost step into the soundboard and go, oh, shit, and then run away. (laughs) Dude fucking rules. He does. Uh, What else we got? Okay, AW, do we have to talk about AW? No, no, real quick, I wanted to talk about the um, Russell Kingdom card, because they added some stuff. We're getting close, man. So we're definitely getting the, the new G... Uh, oh, I love the... Oh, it's it's because this, this website's German. Uh, so Russell Kingdom 17, right? It is 17? Yeah. We are getting the New Japan World TV title match. That's going to be settled there. Uh, we're getting the IWGP women's title match, which will be settled there as well. We'll talk about that when we get closer to it. Um, IWGP junior heavyweight title four-way match. Taiji Ishimori, who's the champ, versus El Desperado versus Hiromo Takahashi versus Master Wado. And, of course, we know Jay White versus Kazuchika Okada is the, is the main event for the heavyweight title. Brandon, thoughts? It just hit me right as you started talking. Holy shit, we're, what, 10 weeks away now? Something like that. Right? Pretty much. Should start yeah, to build pretty quickly here. Glad Master Wado will make an appearance. That's Master Wado will be in this. <laughs> we already know we're in. If I wonder who's in, the we're in. in that one. Four-way yeah, match right. with Master Wado in it. I don't know. It should be fun. I'm excited. I always want are we back to, to come back. Are we back to one night yet? Yeah, we're one night. Thank goodness. Yeah. yeah. And it, AEW's already stated that they're probably not going to be able to send anybody over because it's Tuesday this year. And um, AEW does Wednesday filming. So they might not and they be able also, to send everybody over. That's also a big, that's one of their like bash at the beach or whatever. You know what I mean? Like that's always one of, that's one of their nights. Yeah. Which we, we have definitely been so excited for and not been disappointed by. Well, I ever. mean, they're, they're, they're excited for them. You know how they do those like title Tuesday or whatever. The fuck New Year's smash. New Year's smash. All right. Let's talk about AEW New Year's, New Year's smash. Uh, AEW dynamite. <clears throat> First of all, um, Omega and the bucks are off the intro. They're not on the, the, the they're not at the beginning of the show anymore. I didn't even notice that. Yep. Holy shit. Yep. 
uh, 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 Ariel Hawani. He interviewed Tony Khan. Caught a lot of heat for not being too uh, aggressive with Tony Khan. Of course, uh, it's wrestling broad. It's wrestling journalism, which is barely journalism. But this guy's asked a couple questions, tried to get some answers out of him, and he basically said, "No, I can't talk about that," which means litigation. Brandon, thoughts? Yeah, I guess that is what it means. Huh? <laughs> Fucking litigation. I don't. I mean, I don't have too much right now. I. It's, I still think it's funny that these guys are the EVPs or somehow that negotiated zero ownership of the company so they can pretty quickly here just get bounced right the fuck out and and be on the street chris yeah you know i saw that ariel hawani got a lot of grief for that one of the things that i found funny was is that like you know it's is it just wrestling fans and a mentality like you know that i'm interviewing you let's give a little get i want to be able to interview you you again Mm mm-hmm Am I just going to keep asking you questions that I know have now developed the pattern that you're not going to answer? That does that does a disservice to the interviewee. The interview it causes it causes animosity between the interviewee and the interviewer. It's your the interviewer is just running around in circles, not getting anywhere, and it causes a complete disservice to the people that are listening. Oh, I can't talk about that. I can't talk about that. I can't talk about that. Oh, that makes a for a shitty interview. So changing directions in an interview is actually the sign of somebody that knows what the fuck they're doing. Right. And if he's not answering the questions, then you got to change what you're asking. He did right? ask five so, different versions of the same question to try to get an answer that probably was not prompted ahead of time that he wasn't allowed to ask. You know what right. I mean? And then like, or, or, yeah, not, not even not even not allowed. Not maybe you don't ask me this. I can't answer. Don't waste your time. Right. Right. So, so he asked, he asked means, the questions. The answers he got was he didn't get some pro wrestling runaround answer. The answer was I can't talk about that. I can't talk you can't about talk that. About that right which now. makes can't me think that about this there's right full now. litigation going on between these these. And we all know CM Punk is a very litigious man. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is. He so. likes to sue. He likes being in court. <laughs> I don't even very like punk, getting a very letter punk. telling me. <laughs> yeah, real punk rock, buddy. Yeah. I don't even like getting a letter telling me I have to go to court. Oh, God, I hate it. God, I hate right. being a witness. I hate, oh, my God, I hate everything about walking in that building. You have to lose your cell phone. The one time I went in and they fucking didn't, they didn't even tell me that I wasn't supposed to be there. And I'm sitting there. Mm. And I just threw out the subpoena. I threw out the subpoena. I never went back for a robbery. We had... I was a witness to a robbery. Why help? Make it easy for me. Why would I want to help if it's hard? To, to 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 inform our listeners here who may not know that in Philadelphia, when you have to go to court, you have to go to the Criminal Justice Center most times. And the Criminal Justice Center is they have a system of sending all the all the uh, all the defendants, all the plaintiffs, all the victims and all the cops up in the same fucking elevator. Right. So there's a good chance that if you're a witness to a crime or you're the victim of a crime, the person who was accused of committing said crime could be standing right next to you in a closed space. I, I think it's a little different for like criminal the way it is, because I, that guy's usually in jail or escorted in. Oh, OK. All right. Yeah, I know. I had I mean, I was I was a victim of a criminal case and I never went up in the elevator with the guy, but I'm pretty sure we could have because hmm. he wasn't in jail. Um and from what I understand, I've heard from people that I know who are attorneys, the lawyers used to be in those 
in those elevators as well. <laughs> and the lawyers would get up in the court and they'd all be late because you can't get in there before a certain time. Right. And they're just giant backlog of people. And the judges would pull the lawyers inside and scream at them for being late. Yeah. <laughs> like, dude, you came in in a private elevator. No, you, was, so yes, you don't have to sorry, do that sorry, anymore. Yes, but ma'am. That, I'm sorry, ma'am. Yes, yeah, Your Honor. but you don't have to do that anymore. But it is. Oh, God, man, I'll, I'll never go back into that building again from now on. From this day forward is what? I didn't see anything. Yeah. Oh, I'm not trying to help. <laughs> yeah. I'm not so, trying to help the stupid system. I remember what I was. I was hit with a bottle um, and the uh, I was on the stand and I told my story and they moved to trial and I went in for the preliminary trial. Or I went in for the trial. It turned out to be discovery that day. So I didn't have to be there. And I went because nobody called me. And uh, I said, hey, look, I, I said, I'm here. And they said, oh, they, they didn't call you. You're not supposed to be here today. And, and you know, look, I'm not going to get mad. Just get up and leave. There's no point in getting angry in a courtroom. Just leave. We left. And my wife said to me, uh, I can't believe they called you. didn't call you. That's bullshit. And, and I said, did you see that stack of paperwork that that DA had? I said, I don't want that fucking job. Let's go get breakfast. Right. Now we're just dressed up for breakfast. We're sh- I'm in a shirt and tie to go to breakfast. Let's mm-hmm. go. And that's basically what happened. But uh, after the fact, that got settled out of court. That got settled. He took I, – I found out he was – he got probation and all kinds of shit. Um, I didn't have to go back to court. And I had a friend of mine who was like, look, we'll sue him in civil court for assaulting you. And I thought about that subpoena hanging on my refrigerator again. And I was like, nah, we're good. Dude, you could have uh, I just right. want to go home. Yeah, you could have go gotten home. like 20 bucks. I wouldn't have gotten shit. He didn't have anything. All right. Brady, any thoughts on the uh, legal system? <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's I know. But, yeah, I have plenty of thoughts. But same deal. A couple of friends had a gun pulled on them not far from where you work. And it's just they just drag it out so much and make it so difficult. And then they start to pressure you, too. Like, I remember they were saying they're like, you know, these guys might only get probation for this and you're still going to be living down the street from them. So this is a real risk that you have to think about. There's just every reason in the world not to, to follow through when something bad <laughs> happens to you. I think they ended up just dropping it too. It's like, what's the fucking point? Right. All right. Enough of that. <clears throat> Let's talk about the fun stuff. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm yeah. just going to go through this card and then we'll talk about it at the end. Uh, Luchasaurus versus Jack Perry. I don't I have no idea who won Uh tag team match. Samoa Joe and Wardlow versus The Factory. Nick Camarado doesn't look like Nick Camarado anymore. He looks a little different. Uh, Billy Gunn lost to Swerve Strickland in a scissor-off. Uh, Ring of Honor world title. Chris Jericho defeated Brian Danielson. Did, uh, I think, Daniel Garcia interfere in this? Is that true? I don't know. Tag team match. Yes. and Tony Storm defeated Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter. Britt Baker ate the pin. So that means that Hikaru Shida is facing Tony Storm either this week or she's facing her for the title. There's pretty good fucking um, promo out there, but um, since you got to pin this, she's losing. And uh, AW All-Atlantic title, Pack defeated – oh, no, lost to Orange Cassidy. Brandon, thoughts? Yeah, lots of stuff. Uh, the Jungle Boy story arc is one of the ones that just makes me feel like this – shouldn't be on every week because it's just taking way too long you know where it's going and i just couldn't it's fizzled out 10 times over by the time we're going to get to any payoff there uh nick camarado i guess uh, becoming scott hall now that he's dead and he can't he can't say anything about it that's what that looked like there he looks like scott hall (laughs) 
other than that, uh, if you saw Brian Danielson and Chris Jericho two times, this happened a third, same thing a third time. That's pretty much uh, everything that was interesting. Oh, Samoa Joe and Wardlow was kind of out of nowhere. That, that could be fun tag team. Ward Speaking Joe. of size boys, Ward Joe. Ward Joe. And then uh, FTR came out. Oh, that's right. And then they brought out the Ten Men in his hometown to lukewarm applause. <laughs> the Ten Men stinks, man. I didn't see it. I, 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 I truly forgot about that guy. He fucking yeah. stinks. Like, we're not no, alone on this. Dude, nobody gave a shit when he walked out. It was like, all right. Hometown guy. He's back. Usually I saw him just... and I was like, I, it never crossed my mind once that it, where he was he while he was going. Yeah. Go I ahead, guess he's a good nope. guy now. Killing people with chairs has become fashionable. And you now he's a good guy. Uh, yeah, listen. Chris, thoughts. Killing people with chairs has been fashionable since LaParca did it in the 90s. So I don't chairman want to hear any true shit. True chairman of the board. He's the only chairman of the fucking board. Um, yeah, I don't care. Um, also, um, the Jericho or the, I'm sorry, the Daniel Garcia plotline has officially become a fucking Hideo Kojima video game, which I don't understand what is going on. Like it might give me some joy to take part in this Hideo Kojima, in case you don't know, is the creator of Metal Gear Mm -hmm. and, uh, it's fun to play, but the storyline makes no fucking sense. And this is where we're at here. Is he friends? Is he bad guys? Were they were they doing this just to set up Brian Danielson? If so, why? What are we doing here? He hit Brian Danielson with a chair with a belt, and now he's back with Jericho. This was all in a big. Was this all big ruse to get a lukewarm at best feud fired up that nobody? You know, it's just like, what are we fucking doing, man? Like, what's going on? I don't know. It's when I would get in, when I would play uh, when I would play Metal Gear. And uh, there were parts of the storyline where I would have to put the control. I would put the controller down and lay down in bed and just chill for a few minutes while it went through some convoluted storyline that made no fucking sense. And then I would get back up and I would replay the game and sneak around and choke people out. So, yeah, bed. Don't Wait care. Dynamite <laughs> on Tuesday this week. Yeah, I'm assuming because of baseball. Baseball. Yeah, or- baseball. Will be- no. Yeah, because uh, game one will be tomorrow night. Uh, 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 ALCS game one is going to be tomorrow night. Yeah, so it'll be on TBS. Uh, and the basketball starting soon too. Well, that's on TNT, so that doesn't matter. But um, yeah, tonight that starts Sixers tonight. Sixers tonight. They're on TNT, uh, I believe. Uh, interesting. Uh, <laughs> interesting. Logistics. <laughs> Wobbistics. Mm. Wobbistics. Oh, wobbistics. The wobbistics of. <laughs> <laughs> um, one time, one time we're driving home. Okay, here we go. Okay, wait a minute. This reminded me of something. We're driving home, Jimmy and I. I forget where we're coming from. We're definitely going home. We're going south on ninety-five. <laughs> Jim's gonna take his shit. So like the last quarter of the ride, <laughs> Jim's driving the car going. <laughs> He's driving the car going. <laughs> Giant holding it. Is this real? Oh, oh. Anyway. <laughs> oh yeah. He's going like this. He's going. He's going. Oh. <laughs> and I'm trying to not. I can't, I can't 
laughing. Like right now. Secret and me secretly praying that he crafts his back. <laughs> shit all over you. That's shit all over your lap. Oh uh, no! It was this. I'm sorry. It was this? Oh! <laughs> oh! <laughs> How this was helping? I don't know. <laughs> For dramatic effect, oh, I guess. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, I've oh, shit. I've God. shit in and around or on top of cars many a time. Oh, Public fuck. shitting is my uh, forte. Sometimes you gotta pop a squat, take notes. You're crazy for that one, Jim. Mm, yeah, I shit a lot. I want shit on Bach High School. <laughs> After a uh, ill-fated trip to the uh, oh fuck yeah the Islanders, to the, uh, I, fell the Islanders I fell down the fucking stadium. <laughs> got locked out of the stadium. I got locked out of the stadium. Oh my god, I forgot all about that. That was a good time. Did shit on Bach High School. I did. Yeah. It's got, I'm assuming you got wiping after any of these. Oh, that was a block from my house when I shit on the Bach High School. So I just, <laughs> I just, I just shimmy walked, keeping the poo between my cheeks till I got home. Luckily, I did not get it all over my my drawers. Just oh, went right in the shower. Oh. Took my pants off, got right in the shower with the underwear on. Oh God, my fucking hero. Yep. Yeah, I fell down the at Nassau Coliseum. I fell down the fucking ramp. Tumbled down it. Didn't you fall down the steps inside? Yeah. Oh yeah. And you landed on like, someone. It landed like on into someone. the seats. Like walked to you know like those. It's an old hockey arena. It's kind of like bleachers. Yeah. Sort of. So like you walk to the um, concrete stairs and I slipped and I just went down like and landed on some woman. Oh my god. <laughs> it was amazing. I just shit. And the reason why this happened, it was when uh, vape weed first started to come out. You know, like when it was okay. talked, when oils, when weed oil first became a thing. <laughs> the earls. And, and the the old uh, things to cook it looked like fucking old school walkie talkies. That's what they looked like. And I was like, fuck, try this shit. I'll do this shit. It's no big deal. No big deal. It was wasted. It was great. Yeah, I ended up wandering through the parking lot looking for uh, the bus that we came in on. I'm going to shit my Oh, I'm on top of a lady, and I'm pretty high. <laughs> yeah, my buddy was like, they went out to smoke cigarettes. They went out to smoke cigarettes, so they make you, you know, they make you leave through a certain exit in this little queued off area to smoke cigs. My buddy was like, I, I was like, I got to go outside for a minute. I got to go outside. And I, he said, I went outside and I just beelined for the parking lot, just left. I mean, it was took one breath of that cig cigarette air, and you're like, this isn't gonna do it either. I got to keep moving. (laughs) This guy, the guy, some guy that was with us was like, yo, where's he going? Is he gonna be all right? And my buddy was just like, yeah, he does this. He'll be all right. No one know, but he'll be all right. (laughs) Coincidentally, he's heading up to Nassau Coliseum with a bunch of mummers. Mummers, this happened. All right, good times. He's the first one at the party. First one to fall asleep too. Good stuff. There you go. Oh, this week, uh, AEW. This is what we're getting tonight. Here we go. Listen to this card. AEW World Championship match. We're getting Moxley versus The Hangman. AEW Interim Women's World Championship match. We're getting Tony Storm versus Hikaru Shida. We're getting all title matches on this, apparently. 
We're getting the ROH wow. championship match between Jericho and Dalton Castle. Yeah, he's back. We're getting Holy the World shit. Trios match, Death Triangle versus Best Friends in Orange Cassidy. We will hear from MJF. Can't wait for that. And Renee Paquette will sit down with Brian Danielson and Wheeler Yuta. There you go. Live from Yay! Wait, I guess there's more? Is there more? Hold on. More to come. But wait. No, that's everything. Live from Cincinnati, Ohio. I'm sure Moxie's going to lose in Cincinnati, too. Yeah, lose. Hangman Page. Loses to Hangman. In his they love town. to do that. Yeah. Curious thoughts. You excited? Nope. That women's match is going to be fucking killer, though. Uh, yep. I wonder if Dalton... Of course Pat- she doesn't do it for me. No? Why not? I don't know. She's not invested in her. I, it's not a knock on her, like, uh, skill set. I, I think it's just that I've been so... A match with Tony Storm will probably... Uh, I'll buy into that. But mm. I've seen so much of her and... The live crowd loves her. Paddlefoot. That, uh... You know, just, you know what's funny? She's got feet uh, like been, a humpback whale. I've been seeing uh, on my action figure hunts. I've been seeing a lot of Britt Baker, mm-hmm. and uh, her action figure has giant feet. Do they all though? I don't know. I, that's why I'm, I, I got to look to see if they all have them. But I hope they don't, because AW has a knack of putting these little, like these little. The Ty Conti one had a giant butt. Yeah. Big they fan. they they put these like little tiny things in there that are like oh this is specific some specifically something about that person's actual you know it's not a generic um, mold right the Britt Baker box is just like a little bit deeper than all the rest of them <laughs> big ass feet just to make room for her feet <laughs> they did. that Rio yeah, they one did. they gave her a big ass nose they, they did they did Britt Baker dirty they did fucking Rio dirty too. they did Rio, Rio dirty too Rio looked like grimace. Yeah, and not that four-eyed grimace like the old school grimace. Who's the four-eyed grimace? The one that's in the adult Happy Meals. Did you get one, Chris? Did you get an adult no. Happy Meal? No, Why I won't not? get McDonald's You're an adult. I didn't. I don't know what that is. <laughs> an adult. <laughs> I don't know what adult no, is I, or four-eyed grimace. No, it was it was cactus. Some kind of like there was a name for it, and I was googling like what is this, and then I was looking. I was like, yeah, it's hmm, DMT grimace. So I was like, maybe I'll get them. Right, because they're kind of weird looking. I kind of dig them, and I was like, maybe I'll get them. And I looked into them, and they are. I think you have to order them online. What's you that? have to use the app to order the the Happy Meal, and then go to the uh, place and get it. Okay. And I was like, I ain't giving fucking McDonald's my information. Fuck them. Dude, like this is not for Machine Elf Grimace. Machine Elf Grimace. <laughs> Brandon is not talking about Machine Elf Grimace. That's what you see when DMT, you do DMT. Grimace. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You see yeah, DMT. Crazy elves coming yeah, at you. Like, dun, 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 dun. Yeah. yeah, I don't fucking need that. No, you don't. No, <laughs> no I one does. No one does. Nobody does. Oh, you should do a DMT. It'll open your mind. Good. I'm good. I don't need a, ho- a, a horrifying experience. I like my Keep mind being closed. closed. Keep it closed. Oh, wrapped God. up. Locked up. I'm good. I kind of want to do it. Maybe shit myself. Brandon, did you shit yourself? These things are going on eBay. I thought I, that was my first thought when I woke up was I think I shit my pants. And it's only like minutes, right? Yeah, it's like, I don't know, under 10 minutes. Feels like a lifetime. But it feels Fuck like it's like a thousand years. It fucking stinks. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you, man. Oh, uh, Do you know what's in there? 
What, the abuses? You're going to make me deal with not only the things that happened to me, but the things I did to other people? Fuck you, dude. I'm a great guy. <laughs> Let's keep it at that. I never did it. What did I ever do wrong? <laughs> I don't need to face this. I want yeah, my like pain. I, I need my pain. All three of us are like Fucking just barely Kirk got Kirk our heads onto a place where we can go out into civilization. I don't need to go on the egg scrambler. Right. Listen, Captain Kirk wouldn't do it. I ain't doing it. Hey, by the way, R.I.P. for the undiscovered R.I.P. Former, former New Japan Young Lion. Could see a kid in war passed away. 36 years old. If you guys remember him, he was all flexed out. Muscular. That was a big guy with the, yeah. yeah. He won the uh, New Japan Young Lions Cup. Um, yeah, he was only 36 years old. He got... um. Like a, he had, I think he got busted for steroids, and he had a uh, a scooter fell on him. That's why I got let go. He got injured. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Last time I saw him, he was uh, he was at the muscle bar getting getting uh, doing pump and getting slapped by the muscle ladies in Tokyo, and he was doing a shoulder workout with uh, Chan Yoda on her, her YouTube channel. A week later, dead. R.I.P. It's a shame. Brandon, thoughts? You ready to die? Yeah, I'm ready to take me to where he's at. <laughs> How come I made it past 36? I only wanted to last that long. Chris, thoughts? None. Okay. R.I.P. Don't die young. Well, you know if you do die alive? young, make sure nobody's still alive. still alive? Who? Ric Flair. you got to be fair oh, to yeah. Flair and say that Flair is the fairest of them all. Mm-hmm. Oh, he looked pretty, pretty sad at the mausoleum. Oh, shit. Sorry. I'm watching Muscle Bar vids. Go ahead. Flair looked pretty sad on Instagram at the mausoleum for Reed. That was one of the strangest pictures I've seen in the last couple months. Thanks, Kurt. They're just holding hands. His wife's just staring at the ground. Who the fuck? You fucking egomaniac. My son. Who takes a picture at a funeral and at a gravesite? I mean, look, if you go see Bon Scott's grave, I get it. Right. Yeah, You're going to be like, yo, man, I want to see Jimi Hendrix's grave. <laughs> Willie, man. <laughs> then I get it, right? The statue of whatever Ramon's got the statue. Joey? Okay. But, no, Joey doesn't have a statue. Johnny? Joey's got a liquor bottle. No. Tommy? Tommy's Tim? still alive, I believe. Tim Jamone? CJ. <laughs> CJ. CJ Jamone. Jamones. I'm gonna find a Tim. I'm gonna find a Jamone. Somebody who's a Jamone grave, and I'm gonna go take a picture of my like Jamone. <laughs> Timmy Jamone. Alright, that's enough of this. Let's go. It's Tony uh, Jamone. I'm gonna uh, do some DMT. I gotta go take a shit and go to the doctor. Alright, have fun at the pants. doctors. Thanks for joining us this week. Save the week. shit. They may need it. Yeah, no, they don't. You throw it in the box in there the box. while you're there. Yeah, I already shit in a box for him. I'm not shitting in a box again. Dude, my insurance company sent me the shit in the box. You know what I did? Shit in a box? Threw it right the fuck out. I didn't no. do it. Why didn't you? It's, it's a quite the experience. Like Handling yeah. no. dry shit. No, I didn't need to do it. Shit. Handed it to my mailman. outside of water smells fucking awful. Human mm-hmm. shit. Just preservatives, weird colors, hairs. It's fucking bizarre. <laughs> there you go. Thanks, <laughs> The fucking hairs got me. Yeah. It's just the, the texture looks like hairs. Thanks for joining us this week and join us here every week at Wrestling is Poops. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Hard Number Four Wrestling. Subscribe and follow. Tell your friends. For Brandon and Chris, I'm Jim. We'll be back here next week.